You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes in DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN and bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age 21 years. Location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsibility gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line, the 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Org slash chat in New York, call one eight seven seven eight H O P E N Y or text four six seven three six nine. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Boys Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 188 of the Big Show, some enforcer based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Back live. Well, it's not exactly live, you're listening to this tomorrow, but I am back in Saskatchewan here at 4th Line Voice Headquarters, back in the big chair. What a journey, folks, what a trip to Sin City, back from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I will have details of that, I'm sure you're just dying. Here, would you like to watch some vacation slides? Yes. (laughs) I have that, um... 
I don't know, a, li- a little bit of an update, uh, you know, a, a few little hockey tidbits that I saw, but I will be completely honest, of course, I was gone for two weeks, so I really wasn't paying any attention to hockey, um, or, or, or basically social media. Obviously, anybody, any long-time listener to this show knows, uh, basically, uh, if it's not an interview, social media fuels much of this show as I rant and rave about the stupid shit that people post online. I really wasn't online for the last two weeks, and um, uh, so I really wasn't. Uh, I, w- I wasn't. I wasn't on the. I didn't have my ear to the ground. I was. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what's going on on the on the on the hockey on the streets of hockey Twitter. So I don't have too much of that to talk about. Um, but a little bit, and I did read a book on the plane, um, a hockey book. I'll talk about and. Uh, and then, of course, even though I'm gone, there was a little... I couldn't help but uh, get involved, of course. Not so much in the drama, more just voicing my displeasure with the way some people have been acting. And uh, I am not afraid to post that, and I did. And uh, called them out on it. And um, I've talked to this gentleman. This gentleman's actually been a guest on my show twice, and I'm not happy with him. And uh, I let him know that I was not happy with him. And we've had a couple of run-ins now. And uh, I will talk about that. And I made a post about it on Facebook, and I had a few people asking me about what's going on. So I will bring that up. I'm not going to walk too much over it, because Alec will also be talking about it. But I didn't appreciate how it went down, and I have not appreciated a few things that has gone on with this gentleman. And I will talk about all that in this show as well. I will not duck it. I have always said I am completely honest with you guys. And uh, what I say online I mean. And what I say on here I mean. And um, and I have said it to this person. I have said it to this person already privately. I have went and talked to him. On all three occasions I have went as a man. and went. I didn't put it out on Main Street. I went to him first. And, uh, yeah, so he knows how I feel. So I'm not talking out of school or surprising anybody because I have talked to him about this already. And, uh, but I had made a post about it on Facebook. Um, and it might have been a little vague on Facebook, but I will clear all that up on here. Ah, uh, yes, drama. But not that I'm always, I'm certainly not a drama. Well, I wasn't the one creating the drama. I just basically commented. That if you're going to talk shit about somebody, at least have the fucking nuts to say the person's name or the pot or in this, ep- or in this case, the, sh- the podcast that you were talking about, say their name instead of this backhand. I hate this backhanded bullshit. If you're going to say something, fucking say it. If not, shut up and we'll get into all that. But what's been happening, boys and girls, since I've been gone? Well... Well, before we get into before we get into anything, I used to say this is where we do the sponsor thing, but this is more important. At least here in Saskatchewan, it is Telemiracle Forty Six, and for those wondering what this is, um, it is the annual uh, telethon here in Saskatchewan, where uh, by the Kinsman Foundation that raises money for families of Saskatchewan residents only. And it's a, like I said, it's a Saskatchewan-based telethon, and it's for uh, children's hospitals or um, sick kids, people with disabilities. If someone uh, needs money for a wheel, like a certain special wheelchair, yeah. If if a child has to go off to say to Alberta or down to Toronto or something for 
medical procedures and the family has to go with them and they of course that's out of pocket money telemiracle will pay for it that type of thing it's a hundred percent for saskatchewan residents um like i said it's 46th annual um in 46 years uh it has raised over 115 million dollars for people here in saskatchewan that might not sound like somebody listening to a big fucking deal well saskatchewan you just think saskatchewan the province of saskatchewan we only have a little over a million people here so the fact that a, a local telethon uh that's only for it's for 24 hours it's on local tv it's a 24-hour telethon um, well, it's a live, it's over, it's a live 20 hour televised telethon by the Kinsman Foundation. Um, yeah, and it's this weekend. And like I said, it's the 46th annual and, uh, it is something that, uh, that my wife and I, uh, we give to every year and, uh, I will say, well, <laughs> she'll never tell anybody or whatever, but I know she was one of the big, she was the driving fundraiser at her local, at a small town school where she works, and they've raised over $2,500 this year. Um, and, you know, she'll never tell anybody that, that she was a big part of that and the instrument in that. She, but I'll say it on here, uh, she has done that. So I'm very proud of her for that. Um, yeah. And I think it's, uh, like I said, I'm not old pat us on the back or anything where you throw all this money around. There have been people, you see the generosity of people. I know there's stuff at work and there's stuff around town here where, you know, um, you go into the, the subway and if you throw for a dollar, they'll, you know, there's a little telemiracle bucket there. And what happens a lot of times is a lot of the small businesses, they'll do their donation on live on the air. Like, oh, the, the A&W in Martinsville raised $304 and we challenge all the other A&Ws to blah, 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 you know, and it's stuff like that. And, you know, and the hockey teams do it and, and they get involved. And, um, and I'm sure the Blades and the Prince Albert Raiders and, and the WHL teams will, will, they'll give money, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's just a real cool, uh, once a year thing that it's unique to Saskatchewan and, uh, yeah, Telemiracle 46. And like I said, and I know, you know, in this jaded world, how much money goes to corporate, you know, and all this, you know, all that people's things. Um, I know people that are on the Kinsman Foundation. The money is 100% goes to the to the charity. And uh, we've known, um, there are a number of people here that, that we know that have been, um, their stuff has been paid for by the Telemiracle. And, uh, and actually, in fact, on this year's show, there is uh, a child that's in my wife's class. His dad, uh, has needed the help of Telemiracle. And, uh, they did a whole, they did a feature on the family that will be playing, uh, I believe tomorrow in the morning. So, um, it is, it is real. They do great things. The people of the Kinsmen are terrific. Uh, it is a terrific, um, uh, fundraise. It's a or charity. And, uh, the, the classic ring those phones. Uh, so anybody from Saskatchewan listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. Bob McGrath. Yeah. He, of course he's a little too old. He's not around anymore to do it, but, um, you know, those from Saskatchewan will know what I'm talking about. And, uh, but yes, tell a miracle. It is, um, uh, a, a charity that, uh, you know, that I know a number of people, I'm not just, oh, just he, he praise Darren for, no, 
Um, you know, I, I do my little bit and, and, and obviously send in my donation, but, uh, there are people that, uh, do amazing things for the kin- that work for the kinsmen, do amazing things. And, uh, and I know, and in fact, I know a couple listeners that are big with the kinsmen. So thank you guys. And, um, Dallas for you guys do tremendous work and, uh, you should be definitely commended for the amount of time that you put in and, uh, the, um, just the the level that or the lengths that these people will that they go to in their with their charity and and their giving of their time is tremendous and uh no it is a, a very great uh cause and uh yes telemiracle 46 is going on right now so thank you guys for listening to that uh, i know people out in the states are like what is this guy talking about and um I guess what is it down the state? It was like the Jerry Lewis telethon. It's exactly like that. And it's like, but I, I believe, and it's just like, but in Saskatchewan, like local artists will come, like local bands come and they, they play and some dance, you know, the, the high school dancing group will show up or local people, you know, it's like, I mean, we're not talking, oh, Garth Brooks and Metallica are going to come in and play, but it's like the local bands and the high school kid, whatever. But it's just, it's just a real, it's a feel good thing. And, uh, and the thing is, it's Saskatchewan that makes it so unique. It's Saskatchewan's basically outside of Regina and Saskatoon, our big cities. Um, it's it's basically small towns, small town living, and uh, so a lot of these small town communities, um, the giving in these small towns is just unbelievable. And um, like I said, I'm a city guy, but my wife is from a small town, and uh, you know my brother played hockey in a small town in Melville in the in the SJHL, and. So, I mean, and he's, he married a, a Melville girl. So it's like, um, I, I know he's, he's been, he's seen the small town thing up close as well. And, and, um, yeah, to me, the, the community is, uh, togetherness in a small town is, is, um, is unbelievable. And, uh, so that's what Saskatchewan really is, a small town. So, um, I think the, the telemiracle kind of hits a little closer when it's like that. And, um. Uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just a real cool cause that uh, that that I'm that I'm that I really like. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up on the show. Um, but yeah, anyway, now to get on with the sponsors. Of course, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you to listen to. Of course, the playoffs getting close. Uh, shit will be getting wrapped up on those shows, so definitely, uh, check that out. Um, for my off-network friends, of course, we got Florida guy, uh, vacationing. Yeah, part-time Ole there, Olin Salem, the Five for Fighting podcast, member of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Um, I, I don't, he might, w- must be roving reporter, I guess, cause I wish I had his vacation budget. Holy shit, we can only afford to go once a year. These out every second week he's gone. I don't know what kind of job he's got. Jesus, you know, doesn't have a, Freaking job, he's got a position, but uh, oh, he's out in Nashville, Gallivant. Oh, him and DeGurs hanging out and going to outdoor games in Nashville, and oh, yeah, tough life, yeah. But you know, when I was the thing, I always said, like, I'd really like to get down to Nashville, it looks really cool. Yeah, I'm starting to see Alec, he's down there telling me all the places he goes, oh, they serve Bush and Bush Light. Eh, starting to kind of, I'm making me reconsider my trip to Nashville. I don't know what type, what kind of place is this. I don't know. You talk low brow. Eh. Do you really want to? Do you would you go on vacation to a place that serves Bush Light beer? Makes you reconsider a lot of shit, doesn't it? You know, 
going to start reevaluating a few things in your life at that point when you're sitting at an establishment that does that. You know, for one thing, you're drinking with your back to the wall for sure. It's like, Jesus. So, you know, but those are the kind of places that only he can afford, though. You know, he goes to these places. Him and DeGurse. Yeah. Old Goose. I, yeah. I, I, I bet you. I guarantee Goose paid, too. Yeah. Ole, all of a sudden, when the bill, when the check came, all of a sudden, uh, Olin Salem's got alligator arms. Yeah, can't reach his wallet. Yeah, yeah, Goosey owes you. I he probably wrote it on a napkin. This is this is an IOU, sir. This is better than money. What am I saying here? Oh yeah, it's the Five for Fighting podcast. So unfortunately, of course, the last two weeks I've been gone. So I mean, I haven't listened to anybody's shows. No, no offense, boys, but I'm not listening to friggin' podcasts. And I'm on vacation, so. Um, but like I said, you know, Coden Sale and they're bouncing around Nashville and everything else. I don't know if he did a live report from the outdoor game or what, but uh, you know, uh, I think his last episode he talked about Avery maybe signing with the. Uh, in the East Coast League. I think that might have been his last episode a week ago or something. I know I was just talking to him. Oh, he's sick, Sicky McGee now. Yeah, that's the problem when he's traveling, right? He's catching all these bushitis, I think is what he got. But I will say, for all my shit talking him, he does do... It pains me to say he does a pretty good job. But uh, he actually has an excellent back catalog. Segura, Yablonski, uh, Rushed, and, you know, on and on. Mayotte, uh, Rob Ray... Tremendous by Lois. Definitely give it a listen. Five for Fighting podcast. And he also has a YouTube channel. Please go subscribe to his channel. Let's get him to a thousand subscribers. Um, he is putting up East Coast Hockey. I, sh- I said that too loud. East Coast Hockey League fights. Got to keep that on the down low. East Coast League doesn't like that sort of thing. But he's been doing that. And, uh, you know, I know his, sh- his stuff's been getting a lot of, got a lot of views. So, um, yeah, because he's always at the Everblades game. So definitely give his channel a, a follow and a subscription. Um, yeah, Five for Fighting on YouTube. Check, definitely check him out. And then, of course, we'll fly over to New York. New York, New York. To, to, to the heart of it all. Madison Square Gardens. The world's most famous arena. And it is run by none other than Broadway Joe Lazito. He might not officially run it, but he unofficially runs it. I'll tell you that. Coliseum Chronicles podcast. I know, it's a New York Islander enforcer podcast. But that's Joe can get away with that shit. Doesn't matter where he works. He can work at MSG and do an Islander podcast. That's the kind of stroke Joe's got. But definitely, give it a listen. Fakoda, Gillies, Strudwick, Asham, Bolton. He's had them all on. Tremendous guests. Joe's been around. He does incredibly informed interviews. Um, if you don't know the guy at the start of the show, you'll know him by the end of the show. And his latest episode is with, uh, I wrote it down, Phil DeGatano. Um, I, again, I have not listened to it because uh, I have not, obviously not been around to listen to it. But I definitely will. That will be downloaded and be in my being played in my truck on Monday. Uh, but definitely give Joe and the Coliseum Chronicles a listen. Um, yeah, Broadway Joe Lazito. Give it a Lazito. Ah, it's good to be back and talking to you guys. So, folks, what are we gonna? Well, <clears throat> I'll break out the photo, the the family slides here. Let's sit down. Let me regale you with my trip to Sin City. Um, I know it's a hockey podcast, so bear with. But um, I had a few people ask me how it went. Um, 
No, it's fun. Like I said, my wife and I, uh, we go every year. Well, we didn't go last year, obviously, but, um, I don't know how many years we've done it for over 10 for sure. We go and, uh, yeah, I, I always love my time in Las Vegas. Um, um, we, uh, actually, like I said, we've gone so much that, um, you know, I always say our trips to Las and we go for 10 days. Most people only go for like three or four, right? 10 is pretty hardcore. Actually, uh, well, 12, really. But I mean, two are kind of travel days. So really 10 in Vegas. Um, yeah, that's pretty hardcore length of time for Las Vegas. You say that to a few people and their eyes get really big. They're like, holy shit, dude, really? Um, I will be, I will be completely honest. My, my, I think my check liver light definitely came on. Um, I pro- probably not be drinking here back. I got a detox at least for a few weeks. Um, it is, I've said this before. It's nuts. I can't drink back to back days here anymore. Not very, I'm, I don't know any occasion lately that I have, but, uh, you know, it's not like, oh, in high school or, you know, whatever in your twenties, sure. But, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday, but man, I, I can go down there and I can, I can turn it on for about, I can turn it on for a week. Like, it's like I'm 18 again for some reason. I don't know what it is the oxygen in the casino or what, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, went at it pretty hard, uh, for a bunch of days in a row. Then I, I had one real rough night that was, you know, um, so I, I kind of dialed it back for a few nights after that, but, uh, no, I, I, a lot of beer. Can you believe there's a friggin', there's a distribution shortage. I went, oh, for anybody wondering, I know Jeff, you're listening. Stanny, I know you're listening. I went to Lee's Discount Liquor. Three times I went to Lee's Discount Liquor. I also went to Total Wines, went to Walmart, uh, went to Terribles, Rebel. I went 7-Eleven. I went all over the place. Nobody had Rolling Rock beer. Now, I know I just gave Alex shit about Bush, so I don't know what's different about Rolling Rock. Probably nothing. But, uh, I like, I just enjoy Rolling Rock beer. Could, there wasn't a drop of Rolling Rock to be had in the state of Nevada. No, and Landshark. Couldn't get Landshark either. The only things you could really get down there were like Budweiser, MGD, Miller Lite, uh, and Corona, and, yeah. And Modelo. So I was kind of getting into Modelo, actually. I drank it a bit when we were in Mexico a few years ago. I had it a couple times when I was sitting playing video poker at the bar. Yeah, it's not bad. But I'm like, okay, so you can get a couple, you can get shit from Mexico, but you can't get stuff from fucking St. Louis. Like, oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on down there with no rolling rock, but yeah, so it's pretty much a Miller Lite trip. Um, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what you drink, it'll get you where you need to go, right? But, uh, yeah, Vegas overall, I had a few people ask me, you know, is, is it different? Um, we always stay off strip. We stay at a place called the Orleans. It's a locals casino. Um, it's about five minutes off the strip. It's actually where the Sil- the, the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL were playing this year. It's where the Las Vegas Wranglers of the East Coast League used to play. Um, and then now the AHL team is playing there for this year while they build their arena in Henderson, which is a suburb of Las Vegas, um, the Silver Knights. And, um, and no, I didn't go to any games when I was there. I would almost be talked into going to an American Hockey League game. Um, but I, if I had free tickets to a fucking Golden Knights game, I wouldn't go. Um, no. And I'm not just saying that for effect. I couldn't imagine wasting. Why would I waste? I won't watch shit for free on my television. I don't know why I would buy tickets to go see the horse shit. Uh, yeah. Especially without Reeves there anymore. Really? Now what am I going to go watch? Go fucking 2 nothing love fest? And go drop two, three hundred bucks a ticket? You, are you high? 
No. So, no. I had a few people. Are you going to a Knights game? Are you nuts? No, shit. So, no. No. Um, but, uh, anyway. Uh, we stayed at the Orleans. Um, off strip. We rent a car and we're there. Uh, we actually ended up putting like 300 miles in the car. So, we were like all over Las Vegas. Um, yeah. And I'm after all these years, I'm not a big strip fan. I, I, find, I loathe the strip, actually. I went down there... Uh, one night with my parents, we just went to the Luxor Excalibur in New York, New York, and I hate New York, New York, or I like New York, New York, I hate Luxor and Excalibur. Um, other than that, my wife and I went down there during the day and went down to, uh, further down to the Treasure Island Mirage, Venetian, blah, 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 we were down there. Uh, we did check out the new Casino Resort World, you know, it's new, we had to go check it out. Um, definitely a different tax bracket in there than what I'm used to. I'm like I said, I'm a locals guy. I like, that's my speed is the Orleans. Um, and you know, in the South point and the Silverton and shit like that, that's my style. Um, um, but you know, it's like anything, it, it's nice, but I don't know, kind of, it's got no, I don't know. Everything's so down there. It's, um, it's like soulless. It's just, I like think the architect's really nice and everything and everything's clean and whatever, but it's just, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Those places don't really do anything for me. I, if you've never been to Vegas and you go there, it's definitely a, spe- you got to check them all out. It's a, spe- it's a spectacle to see that just the size of everything is just unbelievable and the architecture and all that. All that's really cool. The first couple of times after you've done it a bunch of times, you know, eh, you know, whatever. I, it's not a real big thing for me anymore. Um, so we really didn't spend much time on the strip. I did notice there's a lot of things either closed or hours are really slashed. Um, so that was a little different. Um, outside of that, eh, it's pretty much, I mean, obviously I was going to say the prices are pretty much the same guy. Yeah, see, obviously gas is going up, but that's, you know, that's a whole deal going on. It's up here and everything. I mean, with the, everything going on in the world, I think that'll be a, a going trend for a while. Um, but no, other than that, like like I said, my wife, uh, you know, you can't when you're there that long. You obviously can't gamble, nor would I want to gamble, twenty four hours. So uh, we do actually most. We'll kind of go. We'll drive around, go go do the things that we do uh, during the day and uh, gamble at night. But yeah, so my wife did it. Got her shopping in, and like I said, we're middle income people. I mean, we're not high rollers by any means. Like somebody, oh, hundred a hand of blackjack, bro. It's like, what world do you live in, man? Like, you know, this isn't, I'm not some baller, like, no, maybe knock a zero off that, you know, maybe, but, uh, no, I, shit, dude, I sit at the bar, play video poker, betting a buck 25 a hand, and drinking dollar beers, that's my Las Vegas, I'm just hanging out, and whatever, my wife plays penny slots, like, uh, although nothing's a penny, right, um, yeah, we're not, it's not roll up the cart, the whales from Saskatchewan are here, like, no, you know, um, you know, like I said, we're middle income people. We take we take the money that we can afford to lose when we go. We have our little cash that we save up, our little Vegas cash fund, and we take that and if we lose it, you lose it and hopefully you always say you hopefully you come home with more. There's been a few trips we have come home with more, but no, not this one. Uh no, we got pretty fucking worked over this trip. But um No, it, it's Hey, it's always like I said, Sin City. It's always fun. I love, I love me Las Vegas. She was, she was mean to me this year, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll, I'll be going for a rematch next year, hopefully. And um, no, it was, it was fun. Like I said, the big thing for here, with the, of course, with the winter here this year, um, it's either been cold or snowing, and um, yeah, it was just 
been a shit winter. So it was, it was fun to, uh, get out of the snow for two weeks and, uh, wear shorts and flip flops. And, uh, cause the weather down there was like mid 20, low mid 20s, which was perfect for this fat guy, fat guy weather. And, uh, no, it was great. So, uh, wife got in some good shopping. She found her clothes deals she was really happy with. And, uh, you know, and I was, I was just happy to be in the sun and no, no work. That's basically, I'm easy to please, whatever. Um, yeah. It was all good, and uh, like I said, I drank cheap beer and uh, smoked some cheap cigars, and uh, that was that was my trip to Vegas, and I loved it. So, um, but yeah, but all oh, oh, the trip back. What a sh- if anybody follows me on Twitter, you saw me ranting and raving. Um, man, I will say something about airports. I it's I if if. Airports are literally the YouTube comment section people, I think, or is what fills airports. Um, God, people are stupid. And just ignorant and just, ugh, just... Like, my wife and I will laugh about it every time. We'll be sitting there, it's right when we get, in, you know, right when we're flying out in Saskatoon. Um, you know, because, like, it's not like we have jobs where it takes us, we fly all over or anything. Like, we're not on, the only time we're on planes is, like, to go on vacation, right? Uh, well, I think actually probably the majority of people, like we're not traveling salespeople or whatever. It's not like, oh, I spend my days in airports. Like, no. So, you know, once a year, twice a year maybe, but most of the time once a year we're on an airplane. Um, and I say it every year, like we go and it's like, you know, when they announce like, oh, now boarding rows one through 14 or one through 10, there's always the jerk off that's in row 28 that's there at the gate. And the, the lady's like, you're in row 28, buddy. Like, go fuck off for a sec. Like these, uh, right then, it's like, you should just be like, yeah, you're not allowed to fly. You're too stupid. Like, get lost. Like, I don't know. And there's like people, like, they haven't even announced the thing. They're just like crowding in. Like, the plane's not leaving without you. Like, don't worry about it. Where are you going? Like, it's just, ugh. And then, of course, as soon as the plane lands, oh, everyone's got to stand up and get their shit. Like, I laugh when we, like, because we flew from Saskatoon to Calgary and then Calgary to Vegas. Um, when we went from Saskatoon to Calgary, as soon as the plane stops, these fucking clowns are jumping up. So now, and I'm sitting in the aisle seat, and I'm like, okay, they got to bring the thing over to the door and all that. It's like, it's going to be another five minutes before the door opens. And it's like, we're at the very front of the plane. And it's like, I look over at my wife who's at the window seat. I'm like, like, look at this. Here's this guy in the aisle. I basically, if I turn, if I turn my head to the, in, to face the aisle, I'm, I basically have my nose up his asshole. It's just like, what do you, like, sit down, you fucking clown. Where are you going? So basically, I got this guy's ass in my face for like five minutes. You know, at least he had the courtesy of giving me the ass, I guess, instead of the front, you know. But it's just like, really? Like, uh, like, don't, I'm just like, you better not fart, motherfucker. You know, and it's just, but it's just, what are we doing? But anyway, so it's just like little things like that. I just kind of, you just roll your eyes. It's just, whatever. You know, you wrote one row, two row, two, you know, you just kind of do the opposite, you know, as you're leaving. Oh no, someone behind you has got to barge through. And it's just like, God, people. You know, and of course, no, then the luggage comes, right? And of course, before the luggage is even out, oh, everybody's got to gather around the, the luggage, the, the luggage carousel, cause God forbid, you know, it's like all seven of you and your party don't need to be standing there. One guy can go and grab the luggage. The other six just back off. 
It's like, God damn, really? Like, people just drive me nuts. Anyway. Our flight home. Again, we fly from Vegas to Calgary to Saskatoon. We get to Calgary. We get to our connecting flight, which they say is going to be delayed an hour. And eh, whatever. Because at this time, there's a snowstorm in Saskatoon happening, which was always nice to hear. My brother's like, oh, wait until you see this shit when you get home. I'm like, oh, great. You know. Um, but we get to Calgary. We get to the gate, and they're, we're like, okay, well, this is our flight. And they're like, oh, well, you've been bumped to a later flight, which is six hours from now. Don't. Well, why are we getting bumped? Well, because your luggage isn't on this plane and you need to be flying with your luggage. Like, motherfucker. Because everything was sort of delayed, so we were kind of thinking, well, I guess that's why they didn't think we are going to make it, so they bumped us and, well, okay, whatever. So now I have to spend six hours in the Calgary airport. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, six became eight. You know. I can tell you at... Uh, 10 o'clock at night, there is nothing opening. In, and there's, actually, after 8 o'clock, there is nothing open in the Calgary airport. So thankfully, we didn't think of that, actually. But I think about 7.30, we went to the A&W, which was the only place open in the Calgary airport. And ordered a very lousy team burger combo with the worst onion rings I've ever had. I was very surprised today when I didn't have food poisoning. Um, so yeah, basically sat there in the Calgary airport for 8 hours. Finally get on the plane and fly home. We land in Saskatoon at 2.30 in the morning uh, to find out to stand at the luggage, which took about 35 minutes before that finally started to unload. I said, I don't know what the, the holdup is. We're the only plane here. We're the only people in this entire airport. Like It's not like you're landing at JFK or anything like that. No, we were the only people in the Saskatoon airport with the people on this flight from Calgary. Okay, so we're on this flight. Baggage is all there. Our baggage is not there. Really? So we go over to the Walmart, or the Walmart, to the WestJet people. Guess what happened, folks? Oh, yeah. No, your bags were on the plane from Saskatoon six hours ago, or eight hours ago. Motherfucker, are you serious right now? So you bumped me off my plane, and I sat in that airport for eight hours because my luggage, you said I have to fly with my luggage, but my luggage made it to that plane? Are you shitting me right now? Oh yeah. So now there's so there's two young girls left working for WestJet, I think, at that point. At this point now, it is about 3.15 in the morning. There's about 10 of us that got bumped off this flight that are not in very good moods at this point. But I'm not I'm I'm not gonna yell at the two because it's not the two girls in Saskatoon that got us kicked off the flight. I'd like to go back and strangle a person in Calgary. But, at the same time, our luggage has been sitting here for like six, eight hours. Could, would you not have it ready for us? No, they've got it locked up in some room somewhere. And she's like, well, give me your baggage stickers. And as she goes down this long hallway, and she's bringing back like three bags at a time. And like I said, there's about 15, 20 people standing. You know, so there's at least 20 pieces of luggage, 25, 30. In our case, we got three bags. So 40 plus pieces of luggage. And she's going, one girl, little 100 pound females running back and forth trying to carry luggage back. I'm like, there is no one here to help you. And why would you just not throw it onto the luggage rack then while we were all out there? 
So they, they give us two pieces of our luggage, and well, I don't know where your third one is. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know where our third one is. You know, what name is it under? I'm just looking at her like, are you... Serenity now. Are you serious? What well, what fucking name were on the first two? It would be on the third one as well, right? Like, uh, finally she finds it. And now we have to catch a cab. So four in the morning now. We are catching a cab. We're the last people. My wife and I are standing in the taxi stand at the Saskatoon airport. We are the last people at the airport. Like, real, really, in like 45 minutes, there's going to be people showing up for the flights on Saturday. Like, today. And we're just, finally the cab shows up. And, we, like, we live in Martinsville. It's a, it's a town just outside of, it's a suburb of Saskatoon. Um, basically, we walk, I, I don't know. I, I, what did I say when we walked, we walked into our door. And I think I closed my front door at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. That was my trip home. So thank you, WestJet. And it's weird. All these years I've flown WestJet, I've never actually had a problem. I quite enjoy WestJet. Actually, I find their service, all their steward, everything, have been very friendly all these years. I've never had an issue. This is the first time I've ever had an issue. And, uh, yeah, well, and then to top it all off, we got home and it's a snow, it was a snowstorm and there's snow everywhere and the roads are the shits and... Actually, the highways are really quite good. Um, I know the street here, our, our on our on our street here on our Crescent is brutal. Um, but the very nice lady and person who was taking care of our house while we were gone, uh, I told her not to. Uh, came over and had shoveled that day, the day before uh, earlier Friday. So um, we had only really a bit of skiff of snow on our driveway left. So I was very happy that Jenny and Jeff took care of her place. I cannot thank her enough for doing that. I told her not to, but she did. Um, so it was very nice to come home to that, but, uh, yeah, what a trip. I could tell you, I was cranky at four thirty in the morning with people. I can tell you. Um, yeah, I just thought it was real unprofessional at WestJet. Um, I'm sure they don't give a shit, but, uh, I was ranting and raving at them on Twitter anyway. But uh, like I said, I understand luggage gets lost and getting bumped and everything else. But the fact that our luggage actually made the plane and then you didn't let us on it. Yeah, you got a little, you got a little heat with me right now. So, but anyway, that was our, I'm sure no one gives a shit list. And they're like, did I not, what do I tune into a travel channel or a hockey podcast? But that was Darren's journey to Sin City. Um, yeah, so basically uh, took a long time to get home. Uh, we were down a whole bunch of money, but, um, I'm still, I, I came home looking back on it as I sit here in my chair and tell you the story. I have, I have nothing, will have nothing ever bad to say about Las Vegas. I loved it. Um, uh, it, it's its own unique place for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I will say the, the, the amount of people, um, it's it's amusing to watch the people that try to act like ballers. This younger generation, um, it's it, it's kind of embarrassing to watch because it's like they try to put on the show, but you know they're probably up to hawk up to their eyes and all all of it's it it it's a lot of glitz and glam. There's a lot of phony bullshit, you know. Like there are some legit rich people too, but I've always sort of found that that I know the people that are like legitimately loaded usually 
hide it fairly well and just don't flaunt it. It's the goofs that like to flaunt it are the ones that really don't have anything. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking goofs around for sure. Um, that's the one thing I'll say, sitting on that video poker machine, just drinking beers and you just kind of turn your head and watch. You could people watch in Vegas all day because there's some characters, man. The land of the beautiful people for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of shenanigans go on and, uh, yeah, you go down to Fremont Street downtown there, and that's a whole that's that's a whole zoo down there. That's a whole animal show. Fremont's unto itself. I enjoy Fremont Street. I would never stay on Fremont Street, um, but I enjoy going down there. Um, went down there a couple times. Uh, I will tell everybody if you're a Vegas person, definitely get down there and check out the Circa downtown. Um, it's the new casino downtown. Uh, Derek Stevens run. It's the same one. He's the guy that owns the D as well as the uh, Nugget. Um, it, it's awesome. It's, I will say the Circa, it, it, you get when you walk in, it's the feel of a strip casino on Fremont Street. If anybody knows what I'm, if Vegas people know what I'm talking about, Fremont's Fremont, right? Binion's, Four Queens, yeah, you know, it's old school, that's old Vegas, it's old and dingy and whatever. It's got a, you know, it's its deal on Fremont Street. Circa feels like it's like, you know, it's a strip casino. And uh, like I said, Vegas people will know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Two-story sport book, and, yeah, it was it was something to see. I was glad to get down there to see it. Uh, you, like, you see the video of it, and, like, I've watched YouTube videos and stuff. And, like I said, I'm a Vegas junkie. I, like, I watch gambling videos and, like, YouTube vloggers and stuff. Pennies for Vegas, shout out. Um, you know, and uh, Dale and Paula. I will say, if you're going to Vegas and you want just some good old home-cooked meal or whatever, uh, Black Bear Diner. Tremendous, yeah. We uh, we checked that out. I I first first time in my life I had chicken fried steak. Uh, I know probably you Southerners are like, what the fuck? Chicken fried steak's not a big thing up here anyway in Saskatchewan. So um, no, I had it for the first time down there. It was tremendous. Uh, yeah, with some with some biscuits and some gravy and uh, yeah, it it was great. But the Black Bear Diner gave them a shout out on Twitter. Uh, they actually follow my Twitter account now, which is pretty funny. But Dale and Paula McKenzie, they're vloggers from Vegas, they're older people, but uh, they were the ones that actually recommended it. And it's funny because my parents, my parents spend the winter down there, they have a condo. Um, it's actually like two blocks from their condo. And we've always driven by it, and it was like always like, oh yeah, that place, you never never really thought about it until someone's like, yeah, it's a local's place, it's like really good. And they weren't lying, it was, and it was, uh, yeah, great food, big portions, and yeah, Black Bear Diner, folks, check it out. I think they're in a bunch of different states in California and shit, so there's probably people listening that have been there. But yeah, no, I was really digging that. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, hey, look at that. It's like we're like 40 minutes in, and yeah, I'm telling you about my Vegas trip. Oh, good times. Um, No, to be completely honest, guys, like I said, I've been out of the loop and shit. I don't, the only only other things I was going to talk about, uh, of course, well, Avery signing with the East Coast League and lasted two days and then quitting. And, um, I, I really wish the whole him and, and I know Barnaby wanted to sign with someone just to fight him. And I really wish that would happen. Like that would have been a complete spectacle shit show, but it's the minors, whatever. They need the money. Uh, Not the guys. I I don't think, I hope the players don't need the money, but, um, the teams need the money. And, uh, I don't know. I think they could have really turned that into a whole shit show. Oh, of course, LaRock's got to get in there, and he's, you know, because, you know, if no one's talking about George every couple weeks, he's got to make some sort of, and I mean, I like George, but I mean, Jesus, really, like, it's always, yeah, look at me, George, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that would have been Avery Bart, I always laugh, though, like, I'll say one thing about Avery, 
I actually liked him when he played. Not as like I think he he himself I think is a giant douchebag. Personally, I think he's a fucking clown. At least that's the way he comes across. And I mean, you know, you basically and it's too bad because he was actually a pretty talented player that his mouth ran him out of the game. Um, he could say he didn't care, whatever it was time for. He didn't blah blah blah, whatever. No, your teammates hated you, and you you talked yourself out of the league. He got, I think, he got too bu- too busy trying to play the character, and the character became him. And um, but he was never boring, and he was and fun to watch, and like much like Barnaby, a lot of people shit on those guys, but um, you know, but Avery did some fighting. Uh, I, as far as the two of them, I know they always get compared. I would say uh, uh, Barnaby was a tougher guy, uh, better fighter, um, fought a lot tougher guys. Um, I'd probably say Barnaby was a better player too. Yeah, you know, both the same. But certainly had a longer career. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like Barnaby and every as the players. Um, I think Barnaby comes across, personally, I think Barnaby comes across a lot more like, I think Barnaby's a lot more likable than Avery is, um, personally. Um, I've never heard of any, and and not like I'm listening to NHL gossip channels or anything, but I mean, I don't remember any teammates ever coming out and saying Barnaby was a piece of shit or anything like that. I mean, there have been teammates say that about Avery, so, um, who knows, again, you know, whatever, it's not like they're best friends or anything. They're not my friends, but, um. Avery, the player, I didn't mind. Avery, again, it's hard to tell, right? With the character that he's always playing and everything else. Um, I know a lot of the shit when he does film or his Instagram or his videos or all that. Like, I know it's, he's playing up his character and it's it's part of the show and gets people talking and whatever. You know, whatever. But I don't know. He always just, to me, just comes across. Like, everybody thinks, oh, Avery's so savage, man. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking clown. Fucking the spray on tan, his fake teeth and his fake hair and... I don't know. He's just, he comes across like just a fucking douche. Even when, like, even when Biz was over, like, I know it's for the film, for the camera, and it's a show, whatever, but he's just, he's so fucking unlikable. Like, he's one of these guys now. I think he, it's like he tries to separate himself from hockey. He tries to come across like he's, he's somewhat cultured and sophisticated, but it's just like you're, you're, but you're, you're too dumb to pull it off. You know, like, I don't know. He, he just comes across like such a goof. I don't know. I've never the the private side of Avery to me. I don't know, and I you know, and like I said, I've talked to people that know him and played with him and whatever, and they they none of them liked him, and they're just like, I, and I mean, I get we all grow up from eighteen, twenty, twenty one. I'd like to think we, when we're in our forties, we we've learned something over twenty years, and I'm sure he probably has, but I don't know. I eh, I've never been in the, to me he just comes across even his latest video when he's shit talking Barnaby and Laurel. Well you're both obese and can't skate and blah blah you know. Really? Like I right, Barnaby actually looks like he's in pretty good shape. So I'm like, I don't know. And from watching Avery it's like I, you know uh, you're in no better shape than Barnaby is in. I mean Laroc's kind of a bigger dude anyway, but I'm like the guy's been a vegan for how like I don't think how out of shape could Laroc really be. You know, yeah, okay, he's not George the Rock from nineteen ninety nine. I mean who is in their forties. But I mean Whatever, you know, like, again, I know he's playing it up for the camera and get everybody talking, but that's Avery. But yeah, it's too bad it didn't happen. That would have been interesting. Um, but I guess Avery needed to have the spotlight on him again. I mean, you know, a couple of those guys, they're attention whores, I guess, you know, when you get out of the spotlight for too long, uh, you know, you got to do something to get back in it. 
like, like, I don't know how you get down there and then two days later you decide you're not playing anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who the team was. That was I can't remember who the team was that he was signed with. But, I mean, it was Orlando, wasn't it? Um, I mean, they had to know. Like, the guy hadn't played in how long. Would they think he was going to come back and be, like, the fucking guy that played for the Rangers, you know, back in 01? Like, no. So, I don't know what the whole deal was that happened there. But, like, again, I think it was just a whole publicity thing just to get Avery on the... Everybody talking about it on the internet and stuff. So, um you know, whatever. But it would have been cool to see him. And it would have been great to see Barnaby play and have those two friggin' guys fight. That would have been hilarious. But, oh, well. Um, oh, the book I read on the plane. Yeah, actually, I finished it. Uh, well, <laughs> plenty of time sitting around airports to finish a book. It was Sean Thornton's book. Um, thank you, Taylor, once again, for taking the, for sending that to me. I really appreciate it. Um, I love Sean Thornton. I was a, um, I was a massive Sean Thornton fan. Um, what an amazing career. Um, he's doing great things. He did great things with the Thornton Foundation, reading his book. Um, it, it was really cool to hear. Um, sorry, folks, I'm fidgeting here, bouncing around with my bottle cap. Um, yeah, uh, just to think of a guy that played 600 American Hockey League games and 600 NHL games. There was four, there's only been four guys that, uh, that ever did that. Um, I'm written down here. Dave Creighton, uh, Jim Morrison, Tom Gustopoulos, and, uh, and Thornton. Um, Gustopolis, but Thornton especially, I mean, both, all four of those, it's an amazing, the perseverance to play that many games. Um, uh, but especially for Thornton, cause you just look at his American league and he never took a year off. Like he fought everybody, like 20 plus fights every year. All the heavyweights, his fight card is unbelievable. I mean, a lot of that footage, um, oh, small fourth line voice, YouTube, check out my YouTube channel. But I have a lot of Sean Thornton fights in the American League when he's in Norfolk and Nor Norfolk and stuff. Um, you know, St. John Leafs. Um, unbelievable that he would fight that much and play that long, and then to get to the NHL, fight everybody that he did there and play that long. But hey, two Stanley Cups with Anna, one with Anaheim, one with Boston. Um, yeah, what what a great career. Not a big guy, undersized guy. Um, you know, for the role. Um, but did it well, was, you know, tough dude, didn't, you know, didn't win them all, but, uh, you know, one more and he lost, and, uh, no, I was always a massive Sean Thornton fan, um, in terms of his book, eh, it, was it the worst book I've ever read, no, um, I don't know, like, I, that's one thing, I, I think with some of these guys, when they write a there, there's got to be a certain level of tell-all, um, now again, I don't, you know, I don't think you have to name every chick you ever banged in every town or anything like that. I'm not saying it's got to be like that kind of book, but I think there's, there's, I think people appreciate honesty or no, I'm not going to say the book wasn't honest cause it was, but just the stories. Like if you're going to like, if you're going to shit talk guy, shit talk guy, like, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, Thornton didn't even, not, you have to swear, but you know, like the swear words are like censored in the book. It's kind of like, you know, really like, I, I don't know. It was kind of. There were some funny Greg Smith bird dog stories in there and stuff like that, but I don't know. To me, a lot of, I always like the books that are probably a little more like hockey stories, almost like a podcast type where they, you know, tell, oh, this one time in, in Roanoke when we were there, blah, 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 you know. I like those kind of stories. These ones where they kind of glaze over things and they talk about a few incidents, but nothing. They don't really get into the fights or anything. I don't know. I just kind of, eh, you know. 
I was like Rob Ray's book. Like to me, it was eh. Same with Domi's book. It was kind of eh. You know, they they, they kind of gloss over things. And I, I really would like. I really wish there had been more talk about the OHL and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, some of the fights there. Um, I'm more of an. I that's what I like. I just like stories like that. But it kind of just glossed over his career and whatever. And not glossed over. We talked a few things here and there. I guess if you're a Bruins fan, it's a big deal because he, he really gets into the playoff run and stuff. And you know. If you're a big Bruins fan and whatever, you would dig it. Um, that's the thing. I really don't give a shit about that stuff. So, um, but it was, you know, it was cool to read. Like I said, it wasn't, wasn't uh, like I'm not pissed off I read it or anything. It wasn't that bad, but, um, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down and give it some raving review at the same time. I'm not going to shit on it. Um, you know, I, I just think some of the, some of the stories were cool though. Great story. But like I said, his overall story is, um, you know, the way he's helping out and he's, you know, his, office front office work with the florida now is cool and yeah i wish him you know he comes across like good dude and yeah um like i said i'm a sean thornton guy I've always been a sean thornton fan the book was the book was so so um but uh yeah uh but definitely hey, if you're like i said if you're a bruins guy or whatever you're interested in the cup run and stuff like that or if you're a thornton fan like i said it's not like it's a terrible book but uh you know, I could I could list off better books, we'll put it that way, but I could also list off worse books. So um but anyway. Um yeah guys, other than that for for a show that's gonna go on fifty minutes here. Um uh, yeah, fifty minute mark here and we're I'm yammering about nothing. Um uh, Well guys, uh well all, for one last thing, uh, if you're going to uh, follow me on social media, it's Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Um, and my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Now that I'm back, uh, I have a few new DVD, new new to you. They're new older DVDs sitting here, and I'm going to upload some stuff. I have over 2,700 fights on my channel. So definitely give the channel a, a, a check it out. I have everything sorted from all the leagues, NHL, OHL, you name it. Some Sean Thornton OHL, some Sean Thornton AHL. Definitely give those a listen, or listen, give them a watch, and uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, and also, whatever platform you're listening to this show, could you rate and review my show? Um, now, maybe don't rate this episode, because this episode was a little... Yeah, I know, it was kind of shitty. <laughs> uh, but uh, once I get back in the swing of things here, guys, I will... Uh, I'll, I'll, We'll, we'll be back at her here. Um, but uh, it, it helps me out in the searches when people, you know, if they listen to a show and they'll be like, oh, related shows, whatever. That helps me in that sort of thing. And also download my episodes, please. That's how I get paid. God, I need the money more than ever now. <laughs> no, it sounds so desperate. But no, it is a way I do get paid by the download from the network. But on the, on the same time, it's, it's good for analytics. You can see who's listening and uh, where demographics and that type of thing and what platform and, and all that sort of thing. So it helps out in that, in that sense. But, um, yeah, guys. Um, well, one last thing here I had talked about at the stop of the show. Um, yeah. Um, I won't go too far into it. Well, I won't go on and on about it because I know Alec would like to talk about it um, uh, with his episode coming up. But I had posted it on Facebook, and I hate getting into this drama for whatever. I don't know why. I, I think I was talking about this on a few episodes back. With For some reason in podcasting, I don't know why, but there's this fucking drama that some of these people create that I don't know why. 
And, um, I, like, I don't know if it's like this lack of attention or they need attention or whatever. I don't know why. Um, but sometimes, uh, there, there's the old saying, you're talking when you should have been listening. Um, uh, the, the, well, Sean McMorrow, who I've had on this show twice, uh, and has his own podcast, the Sheriff Podcast. He's been doing it for a while. And he seems he's putting out an episode all the time. Um, he took a shot at my friend Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast the other day. And I didn't appreciate it. And Sean has taken shots at, subtle shots at my show before and at Alec's show before. He can say he doesn't, but he does. And, uh, but he'll never say the name. He just does these offhanded, backhanded compliments, or compliments, backhanded bullshit. And I don't appreciate it. And and the way he operates his podcast sometimes, the way he promotes it, I don't appreciate it. Which him and I have had private conversations about. So he can say, oh, whatever, I have the proof that I came to, I didn't put this out, on, I didn't call you out publicly on this. I came to you, Sean, and we talked about it privately. And I told you how I didn't appreciate it. You know I did. And uh, and I came to you privately with this situation with Alec that I didn't appreciate. And uh, well, actually that I put pro- publicly. Because you took a shot at him without saying it on your show. And which I put on Facebook. If you're going to talk shit about a podcast or a person, at least have the balls to say their name. Is all I put on Facebook. Which got a lot of response. And uh, it came out with who we were talking about. And yes, which you got a hold of me about. And I went and talked to you about it. And uh, it all stemmed from an episode that Alec did about the Jordan Subban um, Panarin uh, racial incident in the East Coast Hockey League. Um, Jacob Panarin. And um, a few weeks back. And... uh, Alec did a great job at covering the because he had he had the episode of course like as I said earlier he does the East Coast Hockey League on his website on his YouTube channel he puts up videos he had a video of the incident and he put it up we got a lot of views whatever a lot of talk happened about it and it was of course everybody listening has probably heard about this story so Alec covered it on one of his episodes well apparently Sean McMorrow didn't like that Alec covered that in his episode. So on his podcast, Sean McMorrow's podcast, Sean had Sean Luke Grandpierre on the show. And they're of course they're both um, black uh, hockey ex hockey players, and uh, they were talking about racism in hockey. Um, and in the episode, I quote: Sean McMorrow says, "What bothers me is when a thirty-year-old white guy from Florida talks about it, and I find it weird and a little disrespectful." Uh, get some guests. He should have had a guest with experience in the matter or a panel to talk about. So he was mad that Alec covered the episode. The thing that bothered me is one, you don't say Alec, you just say a 30 year old white guy from Florida. Uh, the problem I have with it, well, first of all, Alec did, I listened to that episode that Alec did on the incident and it was a very good episode. And if anybody else had listened to that episode, and Sean, friends of yours had listened, asked me about what happened, and they went and listened to the episode, and they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
So Alec did a great job covering that episode. And he said it from both sides. And there is, both sides should be viewed. And what was said, and the evidence that was presented. And he has made it clear that if anything racial had happened, yes, fuck this guy, and, it should, and he should be out of hockey, and blah, blah, blah. But we should also give him an opportunity to explain himself and what happened. And Panetta does a very good job at explaining the situation and denies everything that happened and said it was a misunderstanding and has tried to talk to Subban and whether they have talked, I don't know, but I'm sure they have talked about it. I believe actually they have talked about it. But, and that's what happened. And Alec covered all of that. The thing that bugged me the most about your comment, Sean, is you didn't even listen to the goddamn episode. So for you to go on your podcast and say that bullshit without even listening to it, that is ignorant shit. And that's exactly what I told you in private. That that's ignorant right there. And you've done this and you've said some shit about, you've taken some subtle shots at my show and at Alex's show. But every time we talk in private, oh, I respect you, bro. We're all in this together, bro. Come on, brother. No. Enough. With your bullshit. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate the subtle shots. And I don't appreciate what you said about my friend. Alec covered that with integrity. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is the white guy from Florida. Hey, I'm going to let you in on another little thing here, Sean. Racism goes both ways. Okay? Stop. Now, is, are there racist assholes in this world? Of course there is. The white guy in Florida with the podcast isn't one of them. Just like this fat white guy up here in Saskatchewan isn't one of them. And I made it perfectly clear in our conversation. But yet you don't want to listen. Oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. I've been dealing with this. You don't get it from, you're not a minority. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't. No, we do get it. And that was made perfectly clear in the episode that Alec got it. You don't get it. It's the same thing with, I see Anson Carter making some very stupid statements about a guy the other day. Now, yes, race is a very touchy topic right now. And there are people saying and doing some very stupid shit. But there's a lot of ignorance going around as well with accusations. And I don't appreciate you accusing my friend. Now, I'm not saying, you're not, you didn't say he was racist. I'm not saying you said he was racist. But what I don't appreciate is the fact that you think that he can't have an opinion on the matter because he's white. Much like I can't have an opinion on the matter, I guess. What, you know when you shouldn't have an opinion is when you don't have, you, when you only have one side of the story. Now I don't know if you were mad because I know you asked to be on that episode, but he had already recorded it and was busy and he couldn't do it. So I don't know if you, if you were mad that you couldn't get your face on some other show. 
Is that why? I don't know what your issue is with Alec. But that's a couple times you've taken subtle shots at him. Oh, I, we've heard. I've heard. Believe me, I've heard. So don't deny it, because you have. And you've taken subtle shots at me, too. But I thought we were in this together, bro. Really? So I don't know what your problem is, because Alec nor myself, like I said, I've had you on my show twice. I didn't think we had issues, but apparently we do. You can sit and deny to me all you want, but yet you make these backhanded subtle shots, so I don't know what your problem is. I've asked you in private what your problem is. I don't know, bro. I don't have a problem. I thought we were in this together. I love what you do. Blah, blah, blah. Hollow words, man. Because you keep turning around and doing this. So, I don't, I don't, what, what's the deal? I don't know. But, if you're going to comment, first of all, if you're going to comment about a, about a person's podcast, say the person's name. Why, what's this, you know, what, 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 why do we have to be ang- angry teenage girls in the food court? We're the mean girls. We're going to pass notes. You should know who I'm mad at. You should just know. Like, what, what are we doing? If you have an issue, say it. And actually, if you have an issue with Alec, approach him privately and say it. Why would you do it on a podcast? I don't understand. Now... This is Alec. I know Alec has much more of a right to be mad about this than I am. But I just don't like seeing my friend thrown out there like that. And it was an unfair and I was ignorant. And I, anybody that was, if you're wondering, if you go listen to Alec's show about the situation and then you, and then tell me if McMorrow's comments were warranted. No, they weren't. My opinion. And from other people's opinion. Everyone else's other opinion that I heard on this topic. So, yes, that was where my issue from Facebook came from. If anybody wants to know what I meant and who I was talking about and what I was talking about, that is what I was talking about. So there you go. Some podcasting drama in the world. Sorry, folks. We had to have a little Mean Girls session at the end. You know. But... I don't understand why, and uh, I think a lot of things could be just settled if people would talk in private and deal with things like men and uh, squash incidents and what have you, but as I said, if you are going to publicly come out and either chastise myself or a friend of mine wrongfully, I will say it publicly, and I will say your name. Because I guess that's just the kind of asshole I am. But you know what? I'm honest. And I will say it out. I say what I mean. And I will say it out. I've always said to you people listening to the show. I've never lied to you. And uh, I will tell you the truth. At least as I see it anyway. That that's how I feel on it. And uh, when my friend is being uh, subtly accused. Or uh, just sort of. Just basically slap down like he shouldn't have a right to have an opinion because, oh, he's the white guy from Florida. That's not right. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion because it affects everybody. 
Um, now, am I saying that we have any idea what it's like to live as a black man or a minority? No. Alec wasn't saying that either, nor am I saying that. That's not what this was about at all. This was saying ignorant comments on a subject that you didn't even listen to. You just assumed, and that is the worst thing a person can do. Now, I'd, I'm sure McMorrow has gotten a hold of Alec and whatever. I, at least I hope he has. Um, he has somewhat apologized to me about it. Um, and whatever. It's not like I'm, I'm going to hold a grudge like a, a, a teenage girl. I don't really care. Um, whatever. You have your position. I have mine. I still don't think you understand what I'm talking about from reading your replies. Um, you don't get what I'm saying. Or what I was talking about. Just like our last conversation we had. I don't think you understood what I was talking about. Um, you just keep rattling off the same thing over and over again in your replies. Um, so I'm not going to bother talking to you about it anymore. Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I just, like I said, I've had Sean on the show twice. He was an excellent guest. I enjoyed talking to him. I thought the episodes were really well, really well done. They were really well received. I enjoyed them. Um, but since then, uh, I haven't liked some of the things he said on his show. Um, whatever. I'm like, I, I can guarantee Sean McMorrow could give less than a shit about my thoughts. Just like I could really give less than a shit about his thoughts on things. So, whatever. He has his podcast. I'll have mine. I will stay over here. He can stay over there. Um, I have no interest in having him on to discuss these things. Um, why? I just, I talked to you in pri They were discussed in private. I don't need to go on the air and have everyone, I don't need everyone to listen to this. I don't, I, I'm not in it for that type of theater. Um, I discussed it like a man. I came to you with my problem, aired it, um, and that was that. There is no need to continue this. Um, but like I said, you want to continue to bring it up on the air, I guess, then whatever. But, uh, as I said, folks, anybody listening to this, this will be the last you hear of me on the subject. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to air that because I had, a, I had, when I got home, I had a bunch of private messages asking me about that sort of thing. And, uh, and I, like I said, I put it out on social media. I felt I owed it to people to explain what I had meant and, uh, what was all going on. And that's what was all going on. Like I said, I'm always honest with you guys listening <clears throat> and that's what happened. Um, like I said, I'm sure Sean McMorrow is not losing any sleep over the fact that uh, Darren in Saskatoon um, was irritated with him. Uh, much like I could, I'm not losing any sleep or had a less of an enjoyable vacation because Sean McMorrow was mad at me for some reason. So, whatever. Uh, we can coexist and, whatever. like I said, he can, he, he'll do his show, I'm do my show and I have... Uh, no interest in uh, in cooperating with anything or or doing anything uh, on his platform, and nor having him on mine again. So, whatever, that's fine. Um, like I said, the podcast world is big enough for everybody, and uh, I don't think condemning other shows to try to get sh more people to listen to your show is uh, any. I don't know what point of that tactic is. Um, and I there are I'm not. Whatever, there are plenty of shows that, that 
kind of do shit like that. And, uh, you know, whatever. I always say if you want to get more people to listen to your show, don't suck. Be entertaining and uh, the people will come. And uh, that's always been my philosophy on things. And, uh, and again, I'm not saying I'm the, my show is great or the most entertaining, but that's how I've always viewed it. If I'm going to get more listeners, it'll be, I, I try to do unique stuff and get unique guests and talk about unique things and talk about things that other people aren't talking about and, and provide an interest, my, my take on it. And, uh, and if people find that interesting and having fellow fight fans on and, and, um, that's, and, and just try not to, and just try to bring a, a fun and, fight fan show to the people. That's, that's always been my goal. And I'm not going to condemn other shows that try to do what I, in a fight genre thing, or like, I don't like, I've always viewed like with Joe or Alec, those guys are my friends. I don't, they're not my competition. And I don't, I know none of us view it as that. I mean, yeah. in in one sense, it's, you know, it's every man for himself and what in that sort of sense. But I mean, we also help, no, I shouldn't say that. We actually help each other out and try to get each, we've actually given each other guests and stuff like that. Cause, oh, you'd be better on your show and that platform, your platform is better than mine. And yeah, we've all done that. You know, we try to help Joe out cause of course with his, it's like an Islander thing. So it's really, it's a real centered kind of guest thing. So, um, yeah, so none of us are whatever. We're not backstabbing each other or trying to cut the legs off of any of our shows. Um, but there are other shows out there that do that. And, um, and I've heard of other shows sort of taking shots at, at us and, or myself, or, or I'm just going to speak in my case. Um, you know, whatever. Um, there's been other, there's been other show, like I've talked about hockeyfights.com ripping off my ideas. I've talked about John Scott with the John Scott shows and whatever. I've talked about that on this air, on the show here. They can deny it, but they know they did it and, um, and with their tournament ideas and stuff, you know, but I said who did it and whatever. And that's, they don't care. And, you know, whatever, it's not, you know, that's just the way it is when you're a creator that people will rip off your shit. I've talked about spitting chick with steak and stuff. I've talked about that was a total hockey or whoever tried to take Alex videos. And there's a lot of that shit that goes on out here. And that's in the social media world. It's lawless. And, um, you know, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, and then people that aren't involved or they're just listening and they don't care. They just want to listen to their show and, you know, whatever, I get it. But when you're involved and create something and take the time out to do things, it, that gets frustrating. So when other, you know, when that happens, you, I understand the frustration and I get frustrated with it. And, um, yeah, sometimes like right now I get on here and I rant and babble and I'm sure 90% of the people listening are like, who the fuck cares? But, um, you know what, at the end of the day, I do, and it's my show, and I'm going to talk about it, and, uh, yeah, and if you're going to be a fucking asshole, or say stupid shit that involves myself or my friends that I don't like, I'm going to call you out on your stupid shit, and I didn't appreciate Sean McMorrow's comments about my friend, and there you go, and McMorrow knows, like I said, he, I talked to him about it, so whatever, so he can go on his show and say what he wants to say, but you know, whatever I got the DMS man. So you put it out there. So, uh, yeah, I'm not lying, but, uh, yeah, but anyway, that's, uh, yeah. So I don't know what these, and I, like I said, with these other shows, whatever, um, you want to get more people. And if you think, uh, shit talking shows and condemning them or putting them down to make your show look better is the way to go. I don't think it is. And I think the people see through bullshit, and, um, 
And I think the longer the show goes on, um, as you do your show, um, I've always said the listeners look, the listeners can hear, they know bullshit when they hear it. And I think they'll see through it and, uh, they know if someone knows what they're talking about or not. And I think if you're a phony or even if you know what you're talking about, but you come across phony, I think people sniff that out pretty quick these days. And, um, you know, so take that for what you will. Um, I don't know that that's just, that's just me. Um, you know, and that's what I've, that's what people tell me and whatever. I don't, uh, I don't, like I said, other than Alec and, uh, and Joe, um, those are really the only hockey podcasts I listen to. And, um, so I don't know what other people are doing. I don't care what other people are doing. I know what I'm doing and um, what I'm going to continue to do for you guys. And, uh, like I said, I, I put up three episodes when I, ahead of time, just so when I was in Vegas, you guys wouldn't miss anything because it's important to me. And you guys, as my listener, listeners, um, your guys' thoughts on the show and the reviews of the show and the messages you send me are important to me. I'm not doing this for me. This is a this is a listener driven show, and uh, the fact that any of you that people take the time out of their their days with so much out there to listen to and so much going on in the world that they come and listen to my show twice a week and take a couple hours to listen to my ranting and raving. Um, really, it means a lot to me. Um, I'm not just saying that. I think I come across legitimate and, uh, and honest when I talk to you guys. And, um, yeah, thank you. And that's, and I'm always going to be like that. And until this show is done, whenever that may be. Um, and when it's going to be done, I'll tell you why it's going to be done. I'm not just going to disappear on you. I'll tell you why. Don't worry. It's not anytime soon. Maybe for some people it can't be soon enough, but for right now, we're, we're still rolling on, but I, I've, I've told each and Dylan this at the network, I'm going to do this until it stops becoming fun. And once it stops becoming fun and starts to start feeling like a job, I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't need to do this. Uh, you know, this isn't some personal thing that I need to be heard all the time and be out there and whatever. I enjoy doing this. I have fun doing this right now. I have fun con- interacting with you guys, the listeners, with fellow fight fans, uh, with some of the players. Well, the guys I've had on, I've always enjoyed. Um, I, I have fun doing this, whether it be just a solo rant episode, talking about fight DVDs, fight shows, fight fighters from 1907, Doug Smith, or talking to Kenneth Staniforth, or Joey Tedarenko. I've had fun doing it all. And I'm the UHL seasons episode. I'm hoping to get a couple more people on to do some more seasons episodes. I love doing all of that stuff for you guys. And, um, I will continue to do that until it's not fun anymore. And, uh, and I think when you listen to my show, it comes through that I give a shit and I try and, uh, yeah, at least I hope it does. I hope it translates to that. And, uh, and I hope you guys have fun listening and I don't, and that's the thing. I don't like coming out here and doing this shit. And yelling about uh, Sean McMorrow or anything like that, or with the hockey fights guys or anything. I don't, this isn't, I don't, I'm not getting kicks out of this. But at the same time, I'm not going to let somebody talk shit about my friend. And it's like, no, I'm going to address it. And yeah, and that's that. And whatever. Uh, so, like I said, that's, uh, that's it, folks. Uh, yeah. I went from having nothing to talk about to an hour and 15 minute episode. Wow. 
Like, like I'm like a Vegas magician over here. <laughs> How far can I stretch shit? Apparently an hour and 15 minutes. But uh, it's good to be home. I enjoyed my vacation. It's good to be talking to you guys again. Um, it was weird to post episodes, like episodes come out when I'm not around. You know, I know I recorded them earlier, but it was just kind of strange to all of a sudden see them out on the internet when I didn't actually, when I'm sitting in Vegas that day, it was kind of strange, but, uh, I hope you guys went back and, uh, I hope you, I hope you listened to the, the latest episodes. And, uh, like I said, I was really happy with the Doug Smith episode, the way it came out, really happy with that interview. Um, did I already talk about this at the start of the show? I've done this episode like three times and I've stopped and started it because I didn't know what I was talking about. So I, I'm forgetting which part, which episode or which part of the rec- recording I'm keeping. Um, but I think it's the most, if, if, whatever, if I'm chewing my food twice, I apologize. It's also 1230 at night here. Um, I think it's the most in-depth Doug Smith interview that's ever been done. I'm really proud of it. And I, and I hope you go back. Like I said, Doug was real candid, talked about some things that he had never talked about in interviews. So I, I want to really, again, thank Doug for being honest and coming on the show and sharing. And it was great. And, uh, the, I know the feedback's really been positive with it. I know it got a lot of listens and that was really cool. But uh, really, I hope you go back. Also go back and listen to my episode with Steve. Like I said, what a historian, great guy, so passionate fight fan. Like I said, he's bringing back the, Drop Your Gloves 2.0 with a Fight Chronicles website that's going to be tremendous. Can't wait for that to hit the World Wide Web for consumption. I think that'll be tremendous. I think uh, I think you guys will really love it. And I hope people that can can get involved will get involved. And, and it's going to be a, a fight site for the fight fans built by the fight fans. So um, I hope we all get involved with that. But uh, other than that, folks, ring those phones. Telemiracle46 for my Saskatchewan listeners. I hope everybody... Uh, contributes to Telemiracle. It's a tremendous cause. And uh, anyway, guys, it is great to be back. I'm just happy to be back talking to you guys. Maybe that's why I'm talking for so long. But um, yeah, like I said, I just got, I have no idea who I'm going to talk to on Wednesday. Um, you might, you know, I'll be a little more prepared with some topics if it's going to be me. But I'm going to, I've talked to a few guys while I was gone, like, hey, when I get home, we'll do something. And oh yeah, man. So hopefully I'll have somebody on here. But uh, in the meantime, um I hope everybody has a, has a good uh, weekend, and uh, let's get ready to attack the work. Oh, back to work. Oof. Monday's going to be a long day. But uh, anyway, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. And, uh, you know, sorry for being the little fucking teenage girl shit at the end, but um, I think anybody listening will understand if your friends kind of get catching shit, uh, you want to be there to kind of back them. Not that Alec needs my help or anything like that, because like I said, he'll address it on his own. But um, like I said... Uh, it's just been a sore spot with me for the last little while about a bunch of things. And, uh, that was sort of the icing on the cake. And, uh, like I said, it was brought, I, I mentioned on, on social media and felt I needed to address it on here. And, uh, there I did. So anyway, sorry guys, I've been rambling back and forth. I went upstairs a couple times, told my wife, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But, uh, yeah, so I've been sort of, I've been in a time warp for, you go to Vegas and it's like, it's like, a, and drinking that much and everything, gambling and, lights and you know you're in a vacation it's like a two-week bubble yet you lose track of everything so um slowly get back into it um hey my hockey card order showed up while i was gone too pretty pumped what a top card who we got blades evan ha look him up he'll dig it anyway folks drunk hockey carding i gotta start doing that on youtube i think but uh oh shut up darren okay i'll shut up All right, folks, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody.
and you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 